0: As we uh, conclude our service this evening, uh, I just want to say a few things to you. Um, you know what? Uh, most of you uh, have either read or watched uh, on a movie or a television program the story A Christmas Carol uh, read by Charles Dick- uh, written by Charles Dickens. Dickens wrote uh, The Christmas Carol in uh, 1843. And during that time, less than half of the population of England went to church. You would maybe find that surprising during a time when morality was uh, so strenuous and the Victorian age was almost upon uh, the world. Um, And yet, very few people went to church and Christmas uh, had fallen on pretty hard times. And I think in every age and in every generation, we face that same dilemma of always remembering the true meaning of Christmas. And you hear people calling for it, you know, we have to know what the reason for the season is and all the cliches. And I think those are helpful. Uh, But maybe something uh, you may find a little bit more helpful came from the pen of the Apostle Paul, written to his protege, Titus, one of the young men that he had mentored and left to pastor a church. And even in those days, the danger of losing the meaning of why Christ came uh, afflicted the church as it does us today. And I'm just going to read one sentence, maybe a little bit more second sentence, of what the Apostle Paul said to his protege, About Christmas, without actually talking about the holiday that we are observing right now. When the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared. He saved us. Not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own Mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by His grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. In just one sentence, the Apostle Paul codified what Christmas really means. We were without hope. The human race from the earliest days of history has been without hope. We know that something is separating us from God. We know that we're not right with God. And we try with all our best efforts to earn somehow by our good deeds, by our good doing, to somehow earn His favor. And yet there's always this nagging voice in the back of our mind that tells us that we haven't done enough and that we're not worthy. The poet from the last century, W.H. Auden, said this Nothing can save us. Nothing can save us that is possible. We, we who must die, demand a miracle. And Jesus Christ is that miracle. He is the impossible that came to this world to make it possible for us to be right with God. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but by works of righteousness which He has done. Who would have imagined a king on a cross? Who would have imagined the greatest human being that ever lived, the one who created all things, the judge of the entire world to have to sit in judgment and be found guilty? St. Augustine said, you have made the unlovable lovable by loving the unlovable. And so I hope that this Christmas you will remember Jesus Christ is that miracle, that impossibility that each and every one of us need, desperately need to be made right with God. He is, as the Apostle Paul said, the loving kindness of God that came down to make us right with Him. I hope you'll trust Him this Christmas and all the days that follow. Let's pray. Our great God and Father, we will never be able to fathom the depths of Your love for us. That You would give Your only begotten Son out of pure love for this world. That He might come and live a perfect life for us that He might take the judgment for our sin upon Himself and in so doing accomplish the impossible. We who are destined to die have seen the great light, the light of Jesus Christ, our King. And We pray that You will help us, save us, and have mercy on us, O God, according to Your grace, by Your Son, our Savior. Amen.